Be'ezes Hashem Yisbarech. We will continue what we are learning in the Holy Letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12. The Shir is the Shkos Refu Shalayma Fahinda Bastabarachal. We are learning Holy Letter number 12. And we're coming to the final clarity and the final panoramic view that we get from the Holy Balatanya a new inner refreshing vitalizing perspective on life to fully understand in its entirety, the purpose of creation, where the Holy Balatanya, albeit cryptically, but when one goes deep into all of his works and his son's works and his grandson, and the Holy Rebbes who spent a lifetime like the Tzemach Tzedek spent 35,000 hours just putting together the 2,000 discourses that find themselves in the Kuti Torah and Torah or when we go deep into this to understand the enormous, the magnitude of the depth that he put into this letter, we'll realize that we haven't even we haven't even give, given the true time that's needed to fully understand these enormous ideas. But we have begun to see a panoramic view of the general ideas that the Holy Balatanya lays down in this letter. And albeit cryptically, the Holy Balatanya lays down the real secret and the mystery of why there are two modes of consciousness in this world. And for that, we now have a complete picture. We now see that everything in this world is made out of six energies which is primarily the six midois, the six emotions, the six modes of expression, the six forms of personality. And these six represent the heart at its core and the heart the way it's expressed. And this is what the Holy Balatanya starts out this whole letter for, from beginning. And he asks this fundamental question. Now we can look back. Almost like when we say that the idea of Shabbos is to look back at the six days of the week. And whoever works six days, even physically, whoever actually did the work 
They went to work. They made money. Today we are ready in the 6,000th year. We are ready in Bein Hashemoshes. When you look about, when you look at the world in its panoramic view, we are ready close to Yom Shekuli Shabbos. We are ready We are actually around 200 years away from the seventh day. And as the Ramban explains that the essence of the entire creation is, there's a 6,000 years mirror the six days of creation. By the time the sixth day comes about, just like in the beginning of creation in the Torah, just like the creation of my little creation of my day-to-day work. By the time Friday comes about, the work is over. We are preparing for Shabbos. So in our own little week, each and every one of us, we cannot fully comprehend, we cannot fully appreciate The idea of Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We can only really appreciate Friday because we live in Friday. We were all born in Friday. We were all born in the tremendous culmination of all the work of the holy sages. And this is a tremendous idea to understand that this goes much deeper than anything we imagine, because this is all a thought-out process. A thought-out process of Maisa Bereshis, Maisa Merkava, of understanding the secret of creation, the secret of all the multiverses, the secret of all the heavens, the secret of God, what God wanted to express, what did he want to reveal with this world. And that's what we are explaining when the Holy Balatanya starts out this letter and he says to appreciate that charity means peace, the action meaning putting, giving someone a thousand dollars, you create peace and then pushing yourself to the limit, which means putting your whole energy into it. Thought, speech, action, mind, body, soul, intelligence, emotions, heart, pushing yourself to the limit, obsessing, whether it's one moment of obsession or a lifetime of obsession. But Avoida, that that is a never-ending tranquility, a never-ending harmony that's a unifying force that's much greater than regular peace. When he says these words, what does he mean? Now we can look back and understand, what does he mean by these words? That in order to understand this, we need to understand the peace of fire and water, the peace of the angel of Mechoel, of the angels, the angel of fire and the angel of water. What does it mean, the peace? of the giver and the receiver. What does it mean, the peace of the male and the female, the rich man and the poor man, the teacher and the student, the tzaddik and the rasha, every type of giver and receiver. What does it mean, heaven and earth, plus and minus in electricity, every area, what does it mean? What does it mean that to make peace between the two? That's the question that he starts out this letter with. And he says, for this, we got to go deep into 
the mystery of creation. We have to understand what did God even want with this world? Because why would we care about He who makes peace in the heavens between this angel and that angel. We have nothing what to do with angels. We have to do with our own life. And for that, we have now the complete vision, the complete idea of understanding that God wanted to express his own infinite powers. And if God expresses his own infinite powers by just expressing his essence, then there is no world. A world cannot exist in the face of God's revelation. Nothing could exist. And we say, oh, I can't understand this with my own mind. What do you mean nothing could, why can nothing be here when God is here? And for that, we gave multiple metaphors. The metaphor that we learned in the enlightenment of understanding at length, which is the metaphor of my wedding, the moment of my chuppah, or at the way it's meant to be. The moment of my chuppah, when there's a tremendous intensity, a realization that me and my spouse are one at the core. And that experience is not a cognizant one. It's not a, a felt one. It's not a moment of description. There's no memory of that moment. Yes, it could be that somebody has a memory of their chuppah. Yes, it could be that somebody doesn't experience it the way it's meant to be. But the way the chuppah is meant to be is your eyes are closed and all your energies you have gone to such a deep place, back deep into your consciousness. And you have overwhelmed yourself with such a unity, with such an intense moment. The whole wedding hall is to create that moment, that moment of unity. And that unity is you and your spouse are one, maybe in different bodies, but one nonetheless. And in that moment, nobody can live in that moment. And that is a metaphor of a godly revelation of Matan Torah. Because in the moment of Matan Torah was Parchanish Mas and all the souls of everyone left. Because nobody could live in a world where there's no echo, meaning to say where everything screams, I am God. There's no bouncing off from within, from without. Every area is unified to the core where everything is God. And then there's no me and you. And the same thing with Kriya Syamsuf. There's a revelation of the divine. There's the revelation of energy that is so profound that in that moment, individuality ceases to exist. And we have glimpses of this when a child is born. You see the child's soul. You see the child's core. But there's no individuality. There's no personality. You can't wait to get the child to smile because the child's smile is the most authentic, purest thing in the world because it hasn't been marred. It hasn't been scarred. It hasn't been hurt by the ego, by the illusion of me and you. It is pure at its core because it reflects the soul. But you don't want a child to remain a child. You want him to develop himself. Because the goal of life is that that purity that's in the soul when he's born should become stifled by birth and by creation, and by evolution and by 
childhood and by going to elementary school and peer pressures and problems and traumas and to develop your own personality where your soul is asleep and then become bar mitzvah and bas mitzvah when your soul starts to become awake, but your personality has 10, 12, or 13 years ahead of you. And then to try to make peace between them until ultimately you achieve a peace through Hasidic philosophy, through Hasidic internalization, through real inner work, where your personality and the purity of your soul that you had when you were innocent, when you were born, become hand in hand. And although it looks like many a people do not reach that place, we do reach it moments in time. And we do reach it sometimes a lifetime of giving. And we do reach it when we connect with the creator of the world through Tariyag Mitzvah. And we do reach it when we learn Torah. And we do reach it when we pray. And we do reach it by compassion, by God's grace. And it's moments of humility, of surrender. It's moments of darkness. It's moments of struggle. It's moments of negotiation, of deep interaction. And ultimately speaking, that is the gift of the Messianic era. The gift of the Messianic era is that me and you will be able to live side by side because there'll be a shalom. In me alone, there'll be a shalom. In me and my personality, who's so scarred, who's a figment of my imagination, who's a shadow. The my me, my powers, my powers and me will become one. My personality will reflect the real me, which the real me is no different than you. So how can we remain different? We're different, yet we're one. If we're different and we're one, then there's no difference at all. There's no difference in the fact that we're different. And we both can remain separate as long as there's a singular unifying force. And that is the ultimate gift of creation, the gift of what God wanted to give us. And that is the gift now that we get as the 6,000 years come to an end, the culmination. The Holy Balshemta was given the gift that we can now look back at the six days of creation, look back at the 6,000 years and understand what the great giants were doing. Understand all the 6,000 years and understand all of them in their entirety. That God wanted a world where even though he created the world in six days, even though each and every day of creation reflected an entirely different energy of God, by creating the world, you did not see God anymore. Now you started to see God's energies, God's kindness, God's judgment, God's compassion, God's overwhelming netzach, the overwhelming, the overwhelming revelation and God's devotion. And then the culmination of it all. And then ultimately you go into the Messianic era, which is Malchus, which now we see the work of what we have done. But you see, in order for life to have meaning, every day must have its own significance. Do you understand? Do you see in your own life how in order for you to have any meaning, in order for your work, in order for you to become something, in order for you to develop your personality, you need to develop 
You cannot be born you. The name you've acquired through yourself is not the name you've given. You were given at the moment of your bris or the moment you were born. The name you acquire for yourself is an evolutionary process of a lot of pain, a lot of stifilization, a lot of struggle to become you. And then you discover that that you that you think you are is not even the real you. That's just a figment of you. And you have to make peace between the two. And that's a lifetime of work and it's internal struggle. And it's a lot of demons and it's a lot of necessary pushback, but ultimately allows the core of your soul to come out. And that core makes peace between all of the fractions in your system. And ultimately it allows you to make peace with everybody around you. And that is the core of what he wants to say over here. Because God says, if I reveal myself entirely, then the whole world can't exist. So what did I do? I created a world where you can't even see me at all. And on Sunday, you'll see my kindness. And on Monday, you'll see my judgment. And on Tuesday, you'll see my compassion. And on Wednesday, you'll see my netzach. And on Thursday, you'll see my hoid. And on Friday, you'll see my yesoid. And on Shabbos, you'll see my malchus. And each day will be primarily one revelation of me. And do you think that that's the real revelation of my, my kindness? Do you think on Sunday, my kindness, the when I created the first day of creation, do you think that's my kindness? And for that, the Holy Balatanya shares with us that there's multiverses, there's heavens beyond heavens. There's There's so many heavens where each one has a deeper, most profound chesed, more profound kindness. And do you think the thousand years, the first thousand years of creation of the world, you think the first thousand years, do you think that that was God's kindness? The first day of creation holds God's kindness. And it would take a thousand years, it could take a million years for us to understand God's kindness. God's kindness is enormous. And in that thousand years, there's also all the other midas intertwined, like we explained. Every midah has all the ten midas. But to fully look back and understand the contribution, to look back and understand the contribution of the first thousand years, we can only do that on Friday. You cannot do that on Sunday. Because on Sunday you're in the work, and on Monday you're in the work, just like in your own little life. So it's looking back now, recognizing now the Holy Balatanya secret. We're now that we are entering the Bein Hashemosh's time. We are entering the time of interinclusion, where we're bringing all of the work of the 6,000 years of the Jewish nation, starting from the beginning of creation, all of the work. When we're giving all of that we're bringing all of the sparks, all of the refinement, the chesed until the netzach, of, of, until the yesoid of Hashem, all of those different energies. When we're giving all of those energies, all of that work, all of that revelation, the godly revelation, it wasn't just God's splendor, what he did in six days of creation. He didn't want that. He wanted his chesed to become known throughout the whole world. He wanted his gvura to become known throughout the whole world. And it's these ideas that a tremendous amount of time you need. 
then there's a certain amount of work that you need. Because this is the beginning, the beginning of all, the culmination of everything. To understand that you need a thousand years to see the Chesar Hashem, and you need a thousand years to see the Gvur Hashem. And now that we have them all, we can see the Zivuk Pnimi. What is the inter-inclusion? What is the real purpose of six energies? That they should all be powers of God. Or through the powers, you could discover that there's no difference between the powers. And there's no difference between the powers of God and God. Because the whole idea of expressing God, God's kindness and God's judgment are the same thing. They all express God. And if there's a contradiction between Sunday and Monday, and there's no unity at all. And the idea is that Sunday and Monday become unified in Tuesday. And it's not just a vart. It's not just a point. It means to say that ultimately speaking, externally, God wanted separate revelations every day. But internally, what did he really want? What is the ultimate culmination of the Messianic era, of Malchus? Do we look back on Saturday and Shabbos and say all the days of the week or six separate days, or do we say, thank God for Shabbos? Do all the six days become one with Shabbos? All the six days are united on Friday, and Friday, marry Shabbos. We work the whole Friday to bring in everything we did the whole week into Shabbos. Now there's only Shabbos. Shabbos means there's only one, there's only unity, husband and wife, family. That's it, there is. And that's the whole point of this creation of the world, that we think we're all separate. We are already Shabbos Yidin. We are already in the end. We are the edge. But the whole idea is when you study this, it's an enormity. And we'll go into it one day in the future, Metzeshev. But when you study it, it's an enormity every day of creation, every day. The idea is first to express God's energies. But ultimately, how do we make peace between fire and water? How do we make peace between Sunday and Monday? Two different worlds. Sunday, I have vacation. Sunday is God's expression. Sunday, God, let the world run loose. Light of the world. God, let a thousand years of robbery. And who knows what goes on? Everything was just God's kindness. He didn't look at all. And then Monday, he brought the flood. He brought Noya. Monday, he brought the Tower of Bavel. All the type of judgments. Sunday is our day off. And Monday is the day where primarily we start the work week. How do we make peace between these two? How do we make peace between one part of me and the other part of me? How do I make peace between me, you and me? That's the question he starts the parak with. How do I make peace between the poor man and the rich man? How do I make peace between the giver and the receiver? And he says, ultimately speaking, the idea is to go to the source. The source. God wants to express giving and he wants to express judgment. He wants to show you both of his powers. And in face of him, they both come together. And that's called shalom, that's peace. In front of the, in the face of God and the face of the energy of God and the face of the energy of my nose, of my breath. I understand my right eye and my left eye become one because they both need breath. They both need life. In the face of me and you, in front of God, two separate sarim, two separate messengers of the king become one, even if the opposition, one's the finance, one's the One's the calculation man, one's the accountant, and one's the giving. It doesn't matter. In front of the king, they become one. That is the peace. But the deeper level is to understand that we are one at the core. 
God is the unifying force. I only created my separate energies. So you should know me. Because if you will only know me, if I will be fully revealed like Yom Kippur, I'll be fully revealed like Matan Torah, I will be fully revealed like your day of your chuppah. You can't live in your chuppah. After your chuppah, you have your sheva brachas. After your sheva brachas, you start life. And now the goal of life is to integrate your chuppah into every single moment of your monotonous Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Your new sheishas, your But avoid the satsadaka. The core of the work is that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, they're not all separate days. The pnimius, the zivik pnimi, the inner thing is, I'm only here for you. Because at the core, we're all one. And the singularity is the purpose. When you understand zivik pnimi is, it's the singularity. What is kachma? Kachma is Hashem. What is malchus of Hashem? What is chesed Hashem? It's all to show the singularity of Hashem. So, on the external level, it looks like the peace. We are here, peace in front of God to make peace. But on the deeper level, we are only here to express the singularity. So I must be here for you. Only here for you, not that you're here for me. And if I'm here for you, then of course I'm always in a space of making everyone around me the giver. I'm always in a space of blurring the boundaries. I'm always in a space of recognizing that it's never about me. Versus you and then us making peace. But in fact, the whole goal is to get rid of the boundaries. To get rid of the idea that me, I am God forbid separate than you. Not just to make a peace where we can work in synchronization because we're in front of the creator. But to make a peace that when we're really in front of the creator of the world, we understand that there could be no difference between me and you. Because Chesed and Guru were designed to express God. And at the core they are the singularity. When you go to the pnimius, when you go to the core of me and the core of you, what will you get? That we're really one. Oh, but that was only experienced in the chuppah. Oh, that I only know that when I'm a child. No, that is the culmination of Shabbos. In Shabbos, there won't be no more six days. All the world will be have unified. All the energy of the singularity, all the unity that was made throughout Torah mitzvahs, the Torah mitzvahs which united me and you. My ego, my personality separates me and you. My chesed, my kindness, my tzedakah that I give you unites me and you. All of that will be culminated. We will see the unity and we will live that for a thousand years. And that is a new creation. That's something undescribable, unimaginable. But it is now to live with Zivik Nimi, to live with this unifying force, to understand on Friday, we can already start to taste it. On Friday, we already get rid of the days of the week. There's no more Sunday, Monday, Friday is a culmination of everything. So when we live life like this, when we understand this, we can make a peace with all of our past, all of our trauma, all of the separation, all of the fragmentation, because we are here to undefine, to refine and reveal the singularity, the unity, the core, that there's no difference between me and you. And it's precisely my personality which will serve you, which will be there for you, where the father looks at the child and realizes the child's not here for him. He's here for the child. Where the father, where the rich man looks at the poor man and realizes that I'm here for him because ultimate unity is so much more profound than just making peace. It's a never-ending, everlasting tranquility. It's to describe the essence of God, which in that space, there's no me and you. And to take full responsibility for your spouse's flaws because there's no difference between you and them. Because at the core, anything you have better is only to give them because you are here to show not just the powers of God, but the singularity that each expression is no different from the other because they're all here to express God. And that is going to be the magical 
messianic revelation that there can be separation and unity and there'll be no contradiction at all. And we make this in our life. This is why we have a life full of struggle, a life full of unity, of giving and receiving. Because ultimately speaking, we are supposed to refine ourselves to the point that a most magical, miraculous life is going to happen. A life of struggle where six days of the week I work hard, but then I thank God for Shabbos because I've ushered in a miraculous life. And if I live a life full of stifilization, full of hard work, meaning to say that I'm deep into my job, I am deep into, I'm, a, I'm asleep to my purpose, then my Shabbos, I can't wait to get to my phone. I can't wait to get, continue the slavery, continue struggling. But if I understand that the purpose of Shabbos is to eat and drink, to, to quell, to, to, to have bliss from the work of giving to the poor man, from the work of my family. If I realize that the whole purpose is my family, not just to run away from my family. When can I be potter from this so I can go? If I understand this whole idea, then my whole family, my whole trade mitzvahs, everything has a different idea. And this is the secret of this letter, to make peace between all the midois, all the energies, all the fragmentation, but not to make peace with it on a superficial level. To make, that's wonderful. That's peace. It's still peace nonetheless. Peace is peace. But to have a never-ending, everlasting tranquility, to have that, you must understand the unifying force. The unifying force, the chesed and the gvura is both chesed Hashem, gvura Hashem. They want to convey Hashem. And in the space of Hashem, there can be no separation. If we are God's people, B'nai Yisrael, there can be no difference between me and you. We all have to be equal if we want to unify with God. And it's to eliminate the boundaries, to blur the separation between me and you. That is the purpose of Torah Mitzvahs. To become one, no judgment. No separation to adopt and take responsibility for everybody's emptiness around you. Because ultimately speaking, that's why you were given a gift. The gift of being able to give is the gift of being able to receive. And in that space, there's a tremendous unity. And that's the never-ending, everlasting tranquility that he's talking about in this letter. And it's up to us now, right before the full messianic era is revealed, before we have the full realization to be able to choose not just Maise, but also avoid the not just regular superficial unity, but also internal unity, which is something that's never ending and everlasting.